Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Good evening, and welcome to Christ Church Cathedral. Will you be seated for a moment, please? I'll just note uh, a couple of things. Much of this is uh, in your bulletin today. Um, but uh, just a, a word of welcome to those who are listening in by way of the Cathedral Audio Podcast. And uh, also, if you happen to be visiting with us, uh, a special welcome to you. Um, we uh, are expressing condolences this weekend to... Um, Mike Fleming on the death of his mother, Norma, and also the uh, brother-in-law of Bobby Embleton and, and husband of Joanne McLeod, um, the death of Gordon McLeod. So we remember uh, both of those families in our prayers and our sympathies to them. Um, I might just mention to you that um, while you probably are aware of where to find us when you're online, um, you might want to just take special note of the fact that we are um, uh, fairly active on Facebook. So our Facebook page has several posts a day, and uh, if you haven't stopped by there lately, that's uh, something that you could do. Also, the... Um, page with our audio podcasts have um, audio streams from uh, at least eight weeks ago, perhaps more, and also our YouTube channel. And while there is worship there, there's also uh, much else, and uh, it's curated on a regular basis, and there are various things there, so that's a place that you uh, that you also might want to stop by from time to time. And you'll find links to all of them in the upper left-hand corner of the cathedral homepage on our website. So I commend those to you. I might just uh, mention also that um, um, the Lenten afternoon Monday studies that are taking place in homes the materials for that study are uh, available in print form at the back of the church, and if that's something that you would like to uh, to have, whether you do that with another person or would just like it for your own reference, you're welcome to copies of that. If the print copies run out, you're certainly welcome to, to give the office a call or uh, let me know, and you can have either a digital or a print copy of those, so those are available for your use. Um, might also just remind you that next Sunday at one o'clock is our annual congregational meeting and um, we'll be um, uh, beginning following a light lunch which follows the 1030 worship and uh, if you're able to contribute to that lunch there's a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board at the back and uh, it would be great if we could hear uh, about what you might uh, be able to bring. So that's next Sunday at 1 p.m. 
And at the back of the church in print form are copies of the annual report. It's also available on the uh, cathedral website. Um, so you can download it, read it on your tablet or other device, or as I say, pick up a, a print copy here. And also we uh, are fortunate to have with us this afternoon, once again, organ scholar Christian Vanacek. So welcome to Christian, and we'll look forward to uh, continuing to hear from you. And is there anything else that needs announcing? That sounds like a no. <laughs> the service this evening is evening prayer, and it begins with the exhortation on page 18. Dearly beloved, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we most chiefly so to do when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and a humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace. And we pray together, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent. According to thy promises, declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all them that truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. 
Wherefore, we beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And stand. The psalm is number 103. You'll find the text on page 460, Psalm 103. Yeah. 
The first lesson is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning at the first verse. This entire commandment that I command you today, you must diligently observe so that you may live and increase and go in and occupy the land that the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember the long way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness in order to humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. He humbled you by letting you hunger, then by feeding you with manna, with which neither you nor your ancestors were acquainted, in order to make you understand that one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The clothes on your back did not wear out, and your feet did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a parent disciplines a child, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Therefore, keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with flowing streams, with springs and underground waters welling up in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and from whose hills you you may mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Here ends the first lesson.
the second lesson is from John chapter 12, beginning at verse 44. Then Jesus cried out aloud, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. And I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me should not remain in the darkness. I do not judge anyone who hears my words and does not keep them, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my word has a judge. On the last day, the word that I have spoken will serve as judge. For I have not spoken on my own, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment about what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I speak, therefore, I speak just as the Father has told me. Here ends the second lesson. Continue on page 22 as we stand and confess our baptismal faith as it's found in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Christ our Lord, 
who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ.
He humbled you by letting you hunger to make you understand that one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Deuteronomy records God's admonition to the Israelites that they remember the 40 years in which they wandered in the wilderness. Deuteronomy reads, Remember the long way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness in order to humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. He humbled you by letting you hunger, then by feeding you with manna, with which neither you nor your ancestors were acquainted, in order to make you understand that one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Remember the time, Moses instructs, when God fed them manna in the desert, a substance entirely unfamiliar to them. The Hebrew word is manhu, and it literally means, what is it? This substance was truly bread from heaven. The lesson was perhaps that not in one way or by one kind of means alone could life be sustained. But in the absence of these, God could provide for their sustenance. Later, the tempter would attempt to force Jesus' hand to turn stones into bread to satisfy, satisfy his human hunger in the desert. If he were really God, after all, reconstructing the manna miracle should be an easy feat. One does not survive solely on physical bread, Moses teaches, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In the later verses of the 12th chapter of John's Gospel, the author provides a summary of teachings near the end of Jesus' ministry. His feet have been anointed with costly oil accompanied by ominous words of his impending death. He's entered Jerusalem for the last time. He says that unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it bears no fruit. Those who save their life lose it, and those who lose their life for his sake will save it. And he announces that the time of his glorification had come. And then, and this is where the passage this evening picks up, Jesus cried aloud, 
Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me should not remain in the darkness. Christianity is the only world religion that makes the claim that God, who is spirit, has entered the physical world as a human being. Prophets and other representatives are common in other religions, but none confess that in a person resided the very being of God. And I think it's safe to say that we tend to pretty much take that for granted, at least in my experience. Perhaps we've been Christian too long. But just think about that, that God resided in a human person. To say that the God who lives in the heavenly places took it upon himself to roll up his sleeves and get involved in the messiness of the created order is not insignificant. If it is our contention that all religions lead us to the same place, it's important for us to take note of what the Christian faith really teaches. Many these days have decided that it's a notion so fantastical they have long since ceased to be meaningfully or intentionally involved in the life of the church. There are many more, I fear, who continue in its fellowship, but really haven't lately given the faith very much thought at all. Christian scholars and apologists have argued successfully for centuries that Christianity is actually the only philosophical stance that makes sense of the world, at least with the evidence we have available. Jesus, the one who came as a light to the world, was either who he said he was or he was insane. Either Jesus was speaking what the Father commanded him to speak, or he wasn't. There's no complicated decision for us here. But things could become complicated for us if we don't make it. And now to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be ascribed all might, majesty, dominion, power, and glory, now and forever. Amen.
The Lord be with you. As we kneel, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all them that are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the church and especially for all we have been asked to name this day. For the province of the Episcopal Church of Sudan, Ezekiel, their primate and bishop of Khartoum. The Canadian Council of Churches, Das, its president, members of the Executive Committee and member churches, for the Diocese of Ho and Matthias Metaduas Badohu, their bishop, that all may know the presence of God in this Lenten season. Pray for the church. Almighty and everlasting God, who hast given thy servants in the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and be the power of thy majesty to adore the unity. We beseech thee that by steadfastness in the same we may always be defended from all adversities through Christ our Lord. Amen. In this Lenten season, let us pray for the gift of faith and for all who take up seasonal disciplines. O God of hope, fill us, we beseech thee, with all the joy and peace in believing, that we may ever abound in hope by the power of thy Holy Spirit, and show forth our thankfulness to thee in trustful obedience and courageous lives, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Let us pray for those we know to be facing challenges in their lives, those struggling in strained relationships, those learning to forgive, for all who are experiencing difficulties in maintaining family life and a happy home. Merciful Savior, who didst love Martha and Mary and Lazarus, hallowing their home with thy sacred presence. Bless, we beseech thee, our homes, that thy love may rest upon us and that thy presence may be with us. May we all grow in grace and in the knowledge of thee, our Lord and Savior. 
Teach us to love one another as thou hast given commandment. Help us to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill thy law. O blessed Jesus, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit livest and reignest one God forevermore. Amen. Amen. And let us pray for all who have departed this life and are at rest. Pray for the communion of saints and remember in your prayers, especially Gordon and Norma. O eternal Lord God, who holdest all souls in life, we beseech thee to shed forth upon thy whole church in paradise and on earth the bright beams of thy light and heavenly comfort. And grant that we, following the good example of those who have loved thee and served thee here and are now at rest, may at the last enter with them into the fullness of thine unending joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O most merciful Father, we humbly thank thee for all thy gifts so freely bestowed upon us, for life and health and safety, for power to work and leisure to rest, for all that is beautiful in creation and in the lives of people, we praise and magnify thy holy name. But above all, we thank thee for our spiritual mercies in Christ Jesus our Lord, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. Fill our hearts with all joy and peace in believing. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord, to make our common supplications unto thee, and thus promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.